Hey everyone and welcome back to the Limitless Leadership Podcast. Hey, just before we get into today's content, I wanted to let you know about another resource that we've developed for youth and children's ministry leaders called Leadership 101. It's a brand new YouTube series designed to help you grow as a leader. You can watch these 10 minute episodes on your own or you can sit down with your whole team and and help them to develop as well. So check out youtube.com forward slash Limitless Elim where you'll find a Leadership 101 playlist there. There's all kinds of conversations to be had around how to lead a volunteer team or how to lead change, giving and receiving feedback dealing with difficult conversations and loads more. So why don't you check out youtube.com forward slash Limitless Elim for more. So let's get on with the podcast. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us. Thanks for tuning in. Um, This is the uh, Limitless Leadership Podcast. I'm Ollie Ward. I head up the Limitless Academy here at Regents Theological College, uh, where we do our degree program, trying to do our best to train uh, youth ministers to think theologically, to think practically and work through uh, what we might need to, to do ministry and youth ministry really, really well. And I'm hosting because I'm joined by none other than the Tim Alford, uh, who's on the other side of the mic. He's usually hosting, but you know, sometimes other people have just got to be promoted and allowed <laughs> opportunities. Um, so I'll be hosting today. Uh, so Tim, thanks for joining us. Thanks for Pleasure. sharing your wisdom. Pleasure. Good to see you. Uh, we're, this is our, our series on leadership blind spots. So just just recap what that is for us. Yeah, so the idea of a blind spot is that, you know, just just as when you're you're driving a car, that there's a certain spot that you can't see, you know, through through your windscreen, through your mirrors, unless you intentionally adjust your posture to engage with it. But the other people on the road can see it. Same same principle is true of our leadership. There are probably some things in in our lives and leadership that that we're not going to notice unless we adjust intentionally to, to, to look at that, to engage with it, to reflect on it. But the people who we lead and lead us, they can probably see those things. And so that's the, the concept of a leadership blind spot. Sure, it's great. And we're, and we're making sure we're aware of various blind spots. And we've done six Yes. so far. So can you give us like uber swift headlines of what those uh, six were? Surely I can. Yeah, so the, the first leadership blind spot that we that we talked about was people pleasing. So when we're, we, when we're trying not necessarily to, to, to follow God or the call of God on our lives, but we're trying to satiate the desires of the people around us. And, and that the result of that is that we end up settling for a mediocrity as we try not to upset the, the apple cart. Uh, the, 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 the second uh, leadership blind spot that we discussed was an unwillingness or an inability to empower others. Mm. And because leadership is all about um, helping to maximise other people's potential. You know, if this is a blind spot for us, then we're not we're not really leading. Uh, the third was hidden pride. Uh, it lurks somewhere in all of us. But in, in the first episode of this series, we we spoke about how how that hidden pride is sometimes revealed and the presenting symptoms of mm. of that pride. Now, the fourth leadership blind spot was perfectionism we said that perfectionism is a blind spot because it leads to procrastination we don't act on ideas because we want them to be perfect uh, and it leads to micromanagement which is demoralizing for the people uh, that we lead uh, and, and then we said a really common leadership blind spot especially for for those of us like you and i ollie who who, who do youth ministry is a failure to lead up mm. we posture towards our young people we don't engage our senior leaders on the process and so ideas uh, get shut down 
because we didn't lead up. And so that's why that's a, a, a leadership blind spot. And then finally, we spoke about a, a lack of focus, how we, we, we try to do too many things. And so we don't really do anything really well. Yeah, that's good stuff. And if you miss any of those, if you miss the other two episodes, uh, do do go and check those out because there were some really uh, helpful things in there that will help you in your in your leadership. And then in this episode, we're going to do three more. Yes. I believe, the final three. The final three. The final three. Yeah. Uh, save the best till last. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. Who knows? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna move into our uh, blind spot number. This is number seven. Uh, straying out of your lane, which can be uh, quite fatal when you're driving. Yeah, which works because it can also be quite fatal for our, for our leadership. Also. Very nice. Uh, the, the, the idea is this, that, that when God made you, he made you on purpose and he made you for a purpose. He, he, he designed each of us specifically with a unique set of gifts and personality and experiences and strengths and indeed weaknesses. And for that reason, we lead at our best when what we do is an overflow of who we are. Uh, we lead at our best when we most understand the people that God created us to be and we lead out of that unique uh, personality. Right. But when we begin to give ourselves to things that exist outside of our unique God-given calling and identity and capacity, we very quickly become frustrated, we, we begin to lose our passion, we, 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 we lose our joy, and because we're straying out of our lane we don't usually do a very good job either. Right. Um, so we try to imitate somebody else's assignment. We try to s- step into uh, gifts that God d- did not give, give to us. And we move from co- the contentment of being, you know, in the middle of God's purposes and calling over our life into a place of frustration and, and, and discontentment. Um, uh, our effectiveness diminishes because, again, we're not leading out of, of, of who we are. Um but we, we lead at our best when we stay in our lane. We, we lead at our best when we are most fully the people that God created us to be. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent stuff. But that, that's, 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 that's difficult, um, right, for a number of different things. And there are a number of causes for this, for this blind spot. Yeah. Right? So I think the, the top one's got to be lack of self-awareness, right? Yeah, that's right. It's, you know, it's simply that we, we don't know who God made us to right. be. We, we, we don't know what our spiritual gifts are. We don't know what our core competencies are. We don't know our areas of strength or, or weakness. We don't know the, the passions that drive us or our unique personality. So, um, so what happens is we sway from one activity to the next, not according to what we're good at or passionate about or who God made us to be, but just according to what seems most urgent at the time. Uh, and so to, to avoid that, you know, we've got to go through that process of self-analysis, of, you know, doing a spiritual gifts assessment, a personality test as, as a strength finder, asking people around us, what, what do you see in me? Reflecting on the things that, that, you know, cause us to get up in the morning and keep us awake at night uh, and, and to lead out of that stuff. So, yeah, if, we, if, 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 if we're not aware of who God made us to be, then we can very quickly straight up our lane. Right. It's difficult to avoid it if you're not even sure who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then the, the next cause is external expectations. How does this mm. come into play? Yeah, and, and, and it's worth saying that, that some of this is unavoidable. So we're all people under authority. We have people who lead us. And so sometimes there are expectations laid on us that exist a little outside of our core competencies or, or passions or, or gifts. And that's okay. That's, that's part of being a servant, mm. right? So, so there's no problem with that. 
Um, but I think that there is a side to this where it's just simply that we find it difficult to say no. And, and, and so we, we, we acquiesce to the strongest voices and demands uh, around us um, simply because they're loud and powerful. And so we end up straying out of our lanes, doing what we think people uh, expect of us rather than doing what God has assigned us to do. We straight out of the lane. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dangerous, dangerous stuff. And uh, what about comparison? That's yeah. the fourth cause, a uh, third cause, sorry. Yeah. Not a, not a new idea, <laughs> but um, probably the easiest way that we, that we stray out of our, our lane. We, we take our eyes off the finish line and we look at the people who are running in the lanes next to us and you know just like when you're driving a car if you if you take your eye off of the road mm-hmm. then you don't stay within those white lines uh, and so comparison it clouds the clarity of God's calling over your life again because you you try to live out somebody else's gifts you try to step into somebody else's call and you can you can never be passionate about something that, that God did not call you to mm. and so that always leads to frustration it always leads to discontentment it always robs us of our joy um, and it always causes us to stray out of our lane all right and what about ambition yeah a- a- ambition does the same thing it, it's when we when we reach for things that are outside of our god-given assignment not because they're more valuable but because they're more visible uh, we, we look we look at things that, that appear to be bigger uh, or more impressive or more influential, and, 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 and we step out of our lane as a result. Um, but when, you know, when, when we try to be somebody else, when we try to step into somebody else's calling, when we strive for things because they're bigger or more impressive, um, we cease to be the person that God called us to be. Uh, and that's why it's that's why this is such a significant this is why it's such a significant leadership blind spot. We've got to understand who God made us to be to be content with that. Um, you know, when we try to take when we try to take on more than our assignment because it, it looks more impressive, it doesn't bring us more joy. We no. we think that it's more visible. You know, we confuse what is visible with what's valuable. Yeah. It's just not true. Like God's got an assignment for each of us and joy comes from understanding that assignment and giving our best to it. It doesn't come from doing something that's most notable no. or most talked about or most visible. Um, so we've got, we, we've, got to, we've got to be careful that those kind of pangs of ambition don't cause us to stray out of our lane and, and, and into discontentment. Yeah, because that's the thing that you can think it's going to, you know, think it's going to help. You think it's going to give you a sense of achievement and yeah. a sense of success. And yeah, I feel better about it. And actually, yeah. it does the opposite. It can rob you of, yeah. like you said, rob you of your joy. It just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hundred percent. What, what, what if then there's someone, someone, or I'm, I'm sure there's others as well as just one listening, thinking, hey, do you know what? Some of that stuff resonates with me. I feel like, yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not sure who I am and, and what God's given me for or like I've lost the sense of me I've been in this a long time and I'm it's just become a little bit cloudy and, and I've lost some of that self awareness and what it really is I'm about and I've started to just do what it is that people have asked of me and I'm comparing yeah. myself and 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 people that are well aware that they're in this now that they've heard it and um, what what's the way what's the way out of it what's the, what's the first because some 
sometimes you might have done this stuff and, and it's not easy just to stop it and turn around and, and do something else because you've you've taken on responsibility somewhere you yeah. say, do you know what actually yeah. I shouldn't be doing that what, what's, yeah. the, what's the kind of first first step if that's you yeah and you have to do that wisely don't you um, you can't you know, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting anybody rocks up into their boss's office you know, tomorrow morning and goes I'm no longer doing this 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 because it's out of my lane uh, that's <laughs> not me I'm not doing it yes, it's not wise so it, it does start with that with that self-awareness with that clarity about who God has made you to be and what he has called you to do um, and that I think can come in a number of different ways yes I would encourage um, everybody listening to do that stuff of spiritual gifts assessments of strength finders you know personality tests all of that stuff you know I've just found that so helpful in my life doing that with God listening to the Holy Spirit and, and, and allowing him to reveal to me the thing he already knows about me who, right. who he's created me to be it has to start with that clarity with that understanding that can also come from speaking to the people around you you know wise confidence people that you trust that lead you that mentor you say well, what you know what do you see in me what do you not see in me what what am i what, what do you think that i'm doing that most aligns with who god's made me to be and and what's maybe a little left of center uh, and, and people who know you well and you, you trust you you ask them those questions and then once you've got to that place, and I've stolen this from Stephen Covey, it's about not prioritizing what's on your schedule, but scheduling your priorities. Right. Big difference. Big, big, big difference. So let me give you an example of how I've done this. And this does go with my kind of OCD personality. So you <laughs> might find a different way of doing this. But a couple of years ago, God spoke to me about the three things that I do that add the most value to, to this ministry of, of, of Limitless. Um, uh, and he spoke to me really clearly about those three things. And, and I spent a bit of time with the Lord just asking about those things. And I made a commitment to try to spend 80% of my working time doing those three things only and 20% of the rest of the time doing the bits and pieces of, you know, the everyday life that we all have to engage with, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so what I did is, uh, and this is where the OCD bit kicks in, is uh, I, all, I already put everything I'm doing in, in my calendar, not just on a to-do list, because it, it helps me to be focused and to deliver on stuff. I'll come to that a bit later. Um, but what I started to do was to colour code stuff. So these three things that God had said, this is who you are and this is how you, this is where you add the most value and, and this is what I want you to give 80% of your time to. Yeah, yeah. They had a, they had a colour. Right. And anything else that, that didn't fit within that lane, if you like to use the language we're using in this blind spot, had a different colour. And I still do that now. So what it means is I can open up my calendar and I can glance at a week and I can immediately see if I am fulfilling my goal Right, which right. is to spend 80% of my time doing those three things. I can see it visibly. And so it helps me to stay within that lane. Uh, because otherwise, like you've just pointed out, drift is so easy. So you, you can nick that if you want, if that helps you. But what you, what you will have to do if you want to stay in your lane is first identify what your lane is and then identify a practice like the one I've just described, but one that works for you, that, that will help you to keep making those little tweaks on the steering wheel, like when you're driving, yeah. to, to keep within those those white lines of your lane. And because you, you can't just, you know, as with driving a car, you can't just set your course 
and then let go of the wheel and expect that you'll stay the course, you won't. You will drift out of the lane. It's always about those little those little course right. adjustments that help you, you know, help you help you keep uh, in line with what God's asked you to do. Yeah. So it is about making real practical intentional yeah. decisions. It's not the it's not the romantic idea of oh I really know who I am now. Life will just blossom. Yes. And I will just do. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, it has to be deliberate. Yeah. Which is a shame because yeah. that's not who I am. Um, yeah. I don't like those <laughs> those panicky practices. But I do. Yeah, but the, you'll you'll find a way that that aligns with your personality yeah. that will help you to do that. Yeah. And I know that when I when I do do hey when, when, I, <laughs> when I do make myself do those kind of those and, and I hold myself to that it does it does have an impact. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And there's a whole load of things you can do. Like so so we've both done this, but we're we're recording this in my office right now and on on the wall just to my left, I know you're listening, you can't see it, is my personal mission statement that I've written. And that's about the decisions I've made about who God's created me to be and who I'm becoming and who I want to be mm. and how I want to live. Mm. Uh, you've done that as well. We 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 encourage all of our students to do that, don't we? Yeah. Um, as they come through the through the Limitless Academy and um, another thing I've just done recently, um, just a few weeks ago, is is to write a rule of life, um, to say you know this this is how I'm going to live, this is how I'm going to do spiritual practices, this is how I'm going to do relationships, this is how I'm going to do work, this is how I'm going to do rest, yeah, um, and just all of these kind of like little course adjustments that help me to come to greater clarity about who God's made me to be, and um, you know, because I I believe that when God made me, when He made you, when He made anybody listening, He made us on purpose. He didn't make a mistake. He didn't get it wrong. Right. Um, and so therefore, if that is true, and I believe it is true that God made us on purpose, then then he's given us everything we need to be who he's calling us to be. Sure. And so it's about discovering those things and staying in that lane. Yeah, it's good. And let, let me tell you, when, when I had to do, well, I had to, when I did that mission statement and that kind of stuff, it annoyed me at first because <laughs> I was like, I can't be defined by bullet points and because uh, <laughs> um, I'm that kind of facetious person. Yeah. But it it's helpful because it does yeah. it does bring clarity and and obviously it, it doesn't define you and you're not limited to those yeah. six or seven bullet points. But it does it does bring an intentionality to to what you're doing. And it sometimes does. I'm at, I'm in danger of not being super intentional yeah. with what I'm doing and just kind of enjoying the ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, helpful stuff. Yeah, maybe there's a uh, maybe there's a future episode of the Limitless Leadership Podcast where we could talk people through how to how to write a personal mission statement, and we could share ours and how we came to the conclusions and what it means to us. That could be a, an interesting future episode. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, um, it's all it's all helpful stuff. Yeah. Well, what about our next uh, blind spot then? This is number eight, aiming for nothing. It's number nine, in fact. Oh no, number eight. Sorry, number I'm about eight. to skip one. You are right, and I am wrong. Aiming for nothing, and I'm taking responsibility for my uh, mistakes nice. as we talked about putting into practice <laughs> yeah. we talked about in the last episode I'm 100% wrong you are 100% <laughs> right yeah aiming for nothing you know I'm constantly surprised at how few leaders are working towards a clear measurable goal um, and this is this is definitely a blind spot because well I guess if you aim for nothing you hit it every, every time right sure um, but if if we don't have clearly defined goals, things that we're clearly aiming for, then the danger is that we find ourselves going from day to day, picking up what seems most urgent at the time. We don't have any clear purposeful direction. And, and what that means is that our ultimate destination 
is being externally determined. We're not determining it. The other danger, of course, is that without clearly defined goals, we could be in our youth ministries expending an awful lot of energy on things that we don't actually need to be doing at all. And, and we could find ourselves being very, very busy without being particularly fruitful. Um, and I think one thing I'd want to say about, about this blind spot is this. Don't confuse motion with progress because busyness and fruitfulness are not the same thing. Right. Uh, busyness is a full calendar. Fruitfulness is about um, kind of what we were talking about in the last blind spot, giving ourselves the thing that God has asked us to do obediently and, and seeing that stuff bear fruit. Um, so when you have clear goals, it brings to the surface of, of your life and schedule the things that matter most. Think about, think about it this way. Um, here's something that nobody ever does, right? You get in your car, you uh, sit in the driver's seat, you put your seatbelt on. And you turn on the ignition and off you go. Now, before long, you're presented with a problem. And it's called a junction. <laughs> you can go left, you can go right, you can go straight on. And you're like, I oh, know what do I do? I don't know what to do. Well, nobody's ever done that. And the reason nobody's ever done that is because every time you get in your car, you have a clear destination in mind. And so when you're presented with a, a list of options, as in a junction... You don't have to sit there and worry about it. You don't, you don't have to like bring it before the Lord and say, please tell me what to do now. Um, because you already know what you're aiming for. Right. You already know where you're going. And so that choice is made for you. I'm going to this destination and so therefore I go left. And so we find ourselves as leaders, when we're presented with a, a, a list of options or opportunities in these quandaries where we're like, oh Lord, I don't know what to do. But it's because, we're, it's because we've got this blind spot, we're aiming for nothing. We don't have a clear measurable goal. We don't know where we're going. And so every junction presents a, a mystery, a quandary for us. But when we set out with the destination in mind, much of the decisions that bring us stress along the journey, well, they're already made for us. Because you know where you're going. Because you, know, you know where you're going. And, and that's the power of, of having kind of clearly defined and, and measurable goals rather than just kind of meandering from from Friday night to Sunday morning, Friday night to Sunday morning, hoping that some good things will happen. And good things will happen. Sure. Good things will happen because God is good. And when we draw near to him, he draws near to, near to us. And he loves it when, we, when we're doing stuff to serve him. And he's into that. And so he's going to show up and he's going to do stuff happen. He's going he's gonna, to uh, make some things happen. But, you know, we all end up somewhere in life. Having clearly defined goals enables us to end up somewhere on purpose. Okay. And that's the difference. Yeah, interesting. Can can this blind spot be present if you're part of a church that's got a real clear mission and vision and all that stuff and it's plastered all over the website and everything? Can you still be aiming for nothing or can that be a blind spot? Uh, I, 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 think that probably, I think that probably narrows the field a little bit. Um, I, I, there's a guy uh, called uh, Chris McChesney and he talks about um, move your goals from a concept to a target so uh, your church might have a mission statement, but it might be conceptual. Right. So it might be, so say for example, it might be um, to reach Little Hampton for Jesus. Do you know what I mean? So that helps you because you know that, you, that your youth ministry therefore needs to be outward focused. 
because sure. it's about reaching people. Reaching people yeah. um, you know which people you're trying to reach, the people of that town. All right. So it's narrowed the field, but it's still conceptual. Whereas a measurable goal might be, um, uh, we would like to have seen uh, 20 people, young people, who've never had any connection with, with any kind of church engaging with our youth ministry in the next 12 months. That's a measurable goal. Right. Because you've got a starting point, you've got an ending point, and you've got a finish point. So um, in formulaic terms, it would be X to Y by when. You know what I mean? We were, gonna, we're starting here with the, the young people that we have. Yeah. Y is 20 young people who've never engaged with church before. And by when is the end of the year. The end of the year. You, you see what I mean? And yeah. so then, then you begin to make decisions about your youth ministry based around that measurable goal. So, um, so you might be choosing a, having to find a location, for example, for your youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, you pass that decision through the filter of, of, of your measurable goal. You say, well, actually, our goal was to engage 20 people who've never been to church before. Um, so we want to be somewhere central to the community and somewhere that maybe people already know about. Um, it's a community centre rather than our, rather than our church building that's around the corner, down, you know, down through the car park. It's, you know, you, you turn your torch on, climb over the fence and then you get there. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and that might not be your situation, but the point I'm making is that decision that you've made with the Holy Spirit about what you're aiming for will make other decisions yeah, yeah. for you as, they, as they're presented to you. Yeah. Um, and, and it really helps you with teams as well. So somebody on your team goes, um, you know what I, I think we should be doing is at the start of all of our sessions, we should have all of our young people um, speaking in tongues for 10 minutes, Right. Um, and you go, hey, you know, speaking in tongues is great. Um, Paul said he wants all of us to speak in tongues. But actually what we're going for at the moment is trying to engage 20 young people who've never engaged with church before. And if that's the first thing that happens when they engage with our youth in the street, they're probably not going to come back. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to do this instead. You know what I mean? And so it, it's, it's also Makes helping you to, to, to explain decision-making to your, to your teams too. Yeah, yeah. And to go back to the, the first blind spot we talked about in this episode, it helps you, I guess, to stay in your lane. It does. Because you, you, know, yeah. you know where your lane's going. Exactly. And you've decided to go there, so you're not going to drift. Yeah, to stay in your, I guess, uh, corporate lane as a ministry as opposed to your individual lane as a, yeah. uh, as a, as a, as a person. Yeah, for sure. Yes, it definitely does that. Yeah. Helpful stuff. Helpful stuff indeed. All right, well, let's move on to our last blind spot then. Uh, ideas without execution. Yeah. It, it, um, if you were to ask me, you know, what is the most common leadership blind spot you see in leaders, you know, uh, without any shadow of a doubt, it's this one. Right. If, if, if you were to say to me, what is the thing um, that inspires you about the leaders you look up to, um, it would be this would be right up there at the, the top of the list that they don't that they don't do this this whole I, uh, concept of of ideas without execution because for most of us as leaders you know new ideas dreams concepts visions are far more exciting 
then the, the hard work and sharp focus and deliberate intentional organization it takes to see those ideas become a reality. And so we love to talk about ideas. We get together and we go, oh, could you imagine if, and what, what would it be like if, and sh- maybe we should do this. And you know what we should do? You know what would be better is if we made this little adjustment or this tweak to our youth ministry. And the danger is that because the creativity is flowing and there's energy in the room, we convince ourselves that we've actually done something about it. Right. But we haven't. We've just, we've just talked a lot. We've yeah. just had a lot of good we ideas. Just got very excited. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but, we, but we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything with it. Um, so um, this, this thing, this here, Ollie, is the difference between um, having dreams and living dreams. Yeah. It's the ability to take something from a concept to a reality, to, to have a blue sky th- thing and then, okay, how do we go, how are we now going to ensure we go from, from that idea to, to that uh, actually taking place in, in, in our youth ministries? Um, uh, and so this is just a huge one. This is a real huge one because so many of us have got ideas, things that we'd like to see, but they stay sure. ideas. Yeah. Um, or actually more commonly, I'd say this is what happens. We have a little, um, we, w- the excitement of the conversation um, the momentum that's generated from that conversation has us going in that direction for a while, but because we don't know really how to execute on those ideas, um, time and the busyness of life and distraction stops us from seeing them through to completion. Yeah, yeah. That that happens probably more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got some ways to help us with making sure we actually execute stuff. And, yes. And, making sure is this is not a blind spot for us so we actually follow through on our ideas um, yeah yeah so and and this could easily be easily be a whole podcast in itself but i'll just give three quick things that that i think will, will help people um the first is strategic time for strategic thinking um and this is because life is busy um and 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 that busyness will eat away at, um, at your ideas, at your dreams and, and your visions. Because the thing is that busyness is now. Uh, consent forms are now. Yeah. Next Tuesday's session is now. Next Sunday morning's uh, Youth Grey Pratt Brook is, is now. Dreams, concepts, visions, ideas, they're, not, they're, they're some way they're in the future. All... And so, and so th- those things get... Uh, yeah, they get lost in the immediacy of what the, the urgency of what has has to happen now, and so I would encourage everybody to put some time in their diary every week, uh, the time that they won't let get eaten away, where they pause, and they take a big picture view, and they think strategically into their into their execution of of their their, their dreams and ideas. And, and that just helps to keep it present in your mind and therefore you keep it present in your, your teams and the people that you're leading. Right. Um, and it helps you to, to, to get that stuff into your schedule that you need to do as well to, to get that thing over the line and, and, and make it happen. But if we don't block that time out where we're going to go stop and think a bit of analysis, where are you up to, what needs to happen next, then the, the, those, those big ideas quickly get eaten away. They just get swallowed up yeah. by yeah. The busyness of everyday stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's strategic time for strategic thinking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, helpful. 
And the next one, what's the, what's the next tip for help? Yeah, so the next one is, is what, who, and when. Um, so, so there's a big difference from you know, when you got together with your team and it was like, wow, yeah, and we should do this and wouldn't that be amazing? And everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. And there's resonance in the room and there's energy and maybe it's the spirit of God that's been speaking to you. And then it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, and then let's close in prayer and then you, then you go home to, okay, great. What needs to happen now? Who is going to do that? And when is it going to get done by? That is a that's a universe of difference. Yeah, sure. Um, because it, for, for the same reasons we, we've just said, and, and unless you nail it down into the specifics of, of what is going to happen, who is going to do it, and when it's going to happen by, the steps that you need to take to, to see that dream, that vision become a reality, then it never will. It never will. So so before you close that meeting, before that discussion ends. Um, Make sure you've decided what's going to happen now, who is going to do it, and when it's going to be done by. Uh, it may be that if it's just kind of there's just been conversation sparking, that the next step is uh, right, we're all going to take some time just to dwell on that, to bring that before God, and then the next meeting we'll, we'll, we'll see if that's still resonating with us. Okay. Uh, and then we'll nail down some action steps. That might be the, you know, the, the best way to go. But, but either way, there's always an intentional next step, even if that is, um, we've got, we're going to have two weeks to dwell on it, and, the, and this is the date for the next time we're going to discuss it. You, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's, that, it's weird, isn't it? Because it sounds super simple yeah. on one level, and you think, okay, yeah, it's just like making sure someone does it, yeah. right? But we but, never do it. But we don't, we don't do it, and yeah. it's, just, it's those simple things that actually... Like, yeah, make it get it, done. It, it's not sexy. It's not glamorous. No. It, this this stuff isn't at all. But this this really this really is the difference between you know dreaming big dreams and, and, and seeing those dreams become a reality. It's not the glamorous stuff that makes it happen. It's it's the yeah. deliberate, uh, conscientious, you know, intentional, organized actually. Yeah. Work. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, I I can remember where it was. It must have been a couple of years ago where someone started putting um, an action column on our minute meetings. No, yeah. meeting minutes. That's the right way around. Um, so that basically the minutes would come out and there'd be an action column and it would have someone's name in it and a time when they were going to follow up on it. Yeah. And it it reduced the repeat content for the next minute, yeah. like yeah. M- overnight. Because you just end up talking about the same oh, thing next Exactly. Time, it just, it just yeah. gets put onto the next meeting agenda and the next one and the next one until... You know, nothing happens. Yeah. But it just meant that someone was responsible for it. Exactly right. And if you want to take that a step further, which is what we do in our limitless meetings, is I is we say everybody takes note of their own actions rather than depending on the minutes. Right. The reason we do that is because um, if we just write minutes with action steps and then send the minutes out, let's face it, nobody reads minutes. Who reads minutes? No one reads minutes. Like I might scan very quickly, I don't want to read minutes. <laughs> But if everybody's written their own actions down on like there and then on their phone or on their um, notepad or you right. know their their to do list whatever they use, um, then you know that they've heard it. You know that they've internalized it. You know that they've taken away and that, that can be held accountable for for, for doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Uh, so what we then do at the end of the meeting is we go round and we say, all right, what actions did you get? What actions did you get? And everybody says it. And then the person who's taking the minutes might go, oh, you just missed one. Do you, know, do you see what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so what's happening is everybody's taking personal responsibility for the execution of that idea. 
So yeah. okay, there's little tips and tricks, but yeah. you know they help you to make things happen. Yeah, it's it's it's, all, it's about making ideas happen. That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the that's the what, the who, and the when. Yeah. And then lastly, for this uh, little bit, how to help us execute these ideas is block timing. Block time. This has been a game changer for me. I have to say, um, uh, and, and this goes back to what I was saying uh, a, a little while ago about um, not scheduling not prioritizing what's on your schedule but scheduling your priorities yes and so uh, so here's what happens if you have a to-do list right uh, and then somebody comes to you and they say um, <clears throat> can I have a meeting with you I'd like to talk to you about this you open up your calendar your diary whatever you've got and you look in and you see a load of blank space and you go oh yeah I'm free and 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 so you and so you you book them in but that means the thing that's on your to-do list gets postponed and delayed. Then somebody else says, oh, can we do this? You look at your calendar. Oh, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm free. I've got nothing in. When you put that in, the things on your to-do list gets postponed, gets delayed further and further and further and further until eventually it never, it never happens. happens. So what I've learned to do is go, how long is that going to take me? Uh, maybe it's going to take, like, if, if it's a big task, maybe it's going to take several sittings over a period of weeks. And I block it in as an appointment in my calendar rather than putting it on a to-do list right um if i've decided that it's a priority to make to make that thing happen um so that means somebody comes and says oh can you have a meeting about this i open up my calendar and it's full and i say well no i can't do it then or then but i could do it you know in, in a couple of weeks time so the things that i've decided are most important are going on to my schedule now of course the caveat is that people are important and, sure. the, and, and you may discern that actually this is a conversation that needs to have. This is a young person or a team member who needs me and it's more important and it's a greater priority than this thing that's in my calendar. Sure. I'm going to move that. Of course, that is the caveat to this. But this is just a way of ensuring that things don't stay on a to-do list that you forget about for months, maybe years, maybe never happen but they actually migrate into real actionable steps by, by putting it in your calendar and making it a priority to, to do that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Help, helpful. So, so I mean, it's, again, it's, it, it's really simple. Really simple. But really helpful, practical. Yeah. It means you actually yeah. force yeah. yourself sometimes yeah. to, do, to do something and, yeah. and to get it done. That's it. That's it. You know, um, I, I heard it said that in order to do the things you really want to do tomorrow... You have to do the things you really don't want to do today. This is a classic example of that. You know, you've got the exciting dream. You've got the exciting vision. You've got the thing that you would love to see happen in your youth ministry. You're dreaming about it. You believe God has ordained it. You, you want to see that thing happen. But to see that, that thing happen, you've got to do this stuff, the boring stuff that you really don't want to do today. But it's that stuff that will make that become a reality. Yeah, yeah it's helpful stuff. All right, well, we're at the end of our, yes. our, our series, so that's all our blind spots. So why don't you quickly go back and just recap all, uh, all nine of them, okay. just so that we can be super aware of these. Okay, uh, so here's spots. the nine leadership blind spots. Number one, people-pleasing, where you set, settle for, for mediocrity because you're trying to please everyone and you end up inspiring no one. Blind spot number two is... Or help me, Ollie. Unwillingness or inability to empower, empower others. That's what it is. Um, and that's when we confuse achievement with leadership. We do things, but we don't help people to grow into their God-given calling. Uh, the, the, the third is hidden pride. 
uh, and that's somewhere in all of us. But we we spoke about the presenting symptoms that that reveal the the, the recesses of of, of pride uh, in our lives. Number four was perfectionism, which leads to procrastination. Uh, so stuff doesn't happen, which leads to micromanagement, which is demotivating for team members. Uh, we spoke about. Uh, number five, the failure to lead up. We're postured towards our young people. We don't bring our senior leaders on the journey. And so things get shut down, hence it being a leadership blind spot. Number six was lack of focus. We try to do too many things. And so we don't really do anything well. Number seven was straying out of your lane, uh, where we we give our time and energy to things that exist outside of our God-given capacity, assignment, calling, personality, uh, and gifting. Uh, number eight was aiming for nothing. We just, we just do a whole load of good things uh, without having a clear destination of, of, of where, where we're going. Uh, and uh, finally, number nine, blind spot number nine, was ideas without execution. We, we talk a lot, we have a lot of great ideas, but very few of them ever become reality. Those are Nine leadership blind spots. Very good. Nine leadership blind spots. Well, if you, if you haven't already, go back and check out uh, the other episodes to to hear some thoughts on that. Let me just thank you, Tim, for uh, for sharing your thoughts on that, and also thank you for putting this stuff into practice when you're leading uh, Limitless. Um, it's, it's, it's great to see, and, and thank you guys for for tuning in and listening. I hope it's been uh, really helpful. Thanks so much for listening to the Limitless Leadership Podcast and thank you much more so for all you are doing to invest in the lives of young people where you are. You know, I cannot think of anything more important that you could give your life to than passing on the gospel to the next generation. So keep going. And if this content today has helped you in your journey and in your youth ministry, then why not share it with another youth leader you know? You could could do that, of course, by sharing it on, on your socials. You could do that by rating and reviewing it in your podcast provider, which helps to get it out there and stay in touch with us on our social channels we're on facebook twitter youtube instagram and snapchat all at limitless elim and we'll see you next time on the limitless leadership podcast